sound fantastic it's true <laughs> what? you have a poem here <laughs> no okay <laughs> uh, okay okay it is recording it didn't look like it was moving yeah yeah no it's i got it i got yeah, it yeah well it, the, the line was like hesitating for a second oh. so it, yeah, it does that yeah okay okay so uh before we start today matt um which mutant ability would you like to have like if you if you could have a mutant ability, what what would you have? Shape shifting. Yeah, that's the correct answer. Yeah, <laughs> like, just... that's the correct. If you okay. couldn't have shape shifting, what would you have? Because that's the correct answer. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, are are you now? Are you like wanting me to pick from the existing ones that we are aware of, or at least that I would be aware of, or are you wanting just me anything. to make just anything yeah, I yeah. want? Uh, the other only other thing else. Let's see, shape shifting would definitely obviously. Yeah, that's the correct answer. It's. It's what I dream about. No, um, shoot. Uh, I mean, super healing's pretty good. Yeah. But then again, that would also assume that I'm getting super de- beat up at times, <laughs> which I don't like. I'm not prone to doing, especially given my certain certain right. <laughs> situation right now. Um, and I don't think that would change my lifestyle in any way. Um, shooting lasers out of my eyes could probably be useful, right. but only for a very limited amount of time. Uh, I think that they would put a kibosh on that pretty quick. Uh, let's see. If you had control over it, you'd like you'd be one up on Cyclops at least. Yeah, if I had control over it. But but again, it's one of those, like, right. what are you going to use it for? Well, probably to exact revenge against somebody or yeah, destroy yeah. something. And <laughs> Congratulations, Matt. You're a villain. You're one of the guys exactly. who beat up. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> Cyclops is not as useful as you might think he is as yeah. a hero. Um Controlling weather is pretty good. Yeah. Like, that would be really, really... You know what? I think I'm probably going to go with okay. controlling weather. It's like, I am sick of this 110 degree it summer sucks. weather. Let's get some rain up in this shit. Yeah, we had all that rain, like, last month, and now we don't have any. It was so nice, but... Yeah. um, I mean, we... we we've had a little bit, but not enough bit. to make much of a difference. No, it's true. It's true. But, our but yeah. on fire. Like, let's just, suffice it to say, no matter what mutant power I would have, uh-huh. I would exploit and and abuse it. Like, okay. there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, yeah. Villain or not villain, like, I would, it would be selfish. I would right. use it for selfish means. Yeah. So, what about you? Well, for me, like, shape-shifting is the correct answer. But, um, like, there there's two que- there's two answers to this question. It's like, what would you like to have, and what would you realistically think you would end up with? Oh, see, yeah, that's a different, yeah, that's yeah, a completely and different answer. What I would end up with is probably one of the poor mutants who just has like a physical mutation of some kind. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, you have one wing off the back of your back that doesn't work very well. <laughs> More of a growth than, yeah, a, yeah. than an actual wing. Or like you, the, you, you can't even cosplay as Sephiroth. <laughs> right, yeah. Or like the, the ability to feel everyone's pain around you. Like oh, everyone's yeah. physical pain. A sympathetic nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> like something like that is probably what I would end up with. But um, what I would like to have is the power of multiple man. Um, 
Why'd you do that? To sow chaos. <laughs> Down with the system. <laughs> it's your system. <laughs> You're making a worse mess. <laughs> I don't play by your rules, Chris. <laughs> so multiple man, I mean... Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I know that multiple man's powers are to, you know, be multiple men. Yeah. Well, the multiple man's powers are whenever he takes any sort of concussive force, whether it's somebody hitting him, somebody hitting him with a blast or something like that, he makes a duplicate. Sure. And then later he can rejoin with the duplicate and he will have all of the knowledges and experiences of the duplicate. Okay. So he can literally be in multiple places at once. Right. I would like to do that so I could have, like, one of me go to work and another of me, like, finish my backlog of video games and books and shit like that. And Yeah. And then we'd all merge together and I would have done everything. That would, like, in theory, that would be nice, but I know me and I would fight with me to, to determine who gets to go, who has to go to work. <laughs> like, like, no, man, you're the copy. You're going to work. And I'd be like, no, fuck you. You're going to work. It's your job. I'm the copy. I get to do what I want. <laughs> like, I know me better than that. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing is it doesn't matter which one of you is copy because they're all the real you. Yeah, but again, it's, it's going to come down to a... We all want to do the fun thing. <laughs> yeah, but when we come back together, we'll have all done the fun thing. <laughs> but it's getting to that point. That's the, that's the, the you, you see the you see the disconnect. It's not. <laughs> Matt, I would like to introduce you to the works of a writer called Carl, Karl Marx. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you can't. You can't make me. You have to. You have to think about the collective good, and in this case, the collective is also you. So. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair, I suppose. But, I mean, well, anyway. Yeah. So, you know, you do you. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with my control okay. weather. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Multiple Man, or as he is known, James Madrox, or Jamie Madrox, uh, was created by Lynn Ween, Chris Claremont, and John Buscema for Grand Science Fantastic Four number four, which is not where you'd expect a new mutant to show up. Wait. <laughs> Why? Why is... No, that's not yeah. where... I mean, then it, they pop up everywhere, I guess. It, but. It, now they do, yes. This was uh, back in the early 70s, uh-huh. and there wasn't a fan, or a uh, X-Men book at the time. That they didn't exist. The, it was or, in between like the original uh, run of the, the 60s books and the relaunch with Giant Size X-Men number one. Okay. And there wasn't an X-Men book, like... The, the book was still around, but it was reprints of the original issues. Oh, okay. So there wasn't anything new about it. Sure. And um, Chris Claremont would go on to eventually write the X-Men, and Lynn Wien would uh, write it for Giant Size Number 1. Okay. Um, and they were like, hey, what if we made uh, this cool character who has the ability to duplicate himself? Well, why does he do that? I don't know. He's a, he's a mutant. And <laughs> thus, a tradition was born. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah fair. But he's one of those characters that they liked so much they kept bringing back afterwards in little roles because he's he's got an interesting ability and kind of a very distinct visual appearance. Sure. Uh, he he's wears a containment suit that has a very like unique design on it. Yeah, I've seen it. And it's, it's one of those things where you can put him in a lineup and people will know who that is just based off of his design. Right, right. So let he, me just let me let me Google him. I, I decided the last time that I wanted to kind of okay. 
just so that we have. Okay. Yeah. 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 That that mm-hmm. green with with yellow dots mm-hmm. and lines and stuff. Yeah. And all of his designs incorporate that into them. Pretty In heavily. some way. Yep. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Or, it's it's or, an interesting I, visual. It's an identifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so he, he, they've decided to bring him back several times, but let's talk about this dude. Um, Jamie Madrox is a rare subset of mutants whose power manifests at birth. Instead of... In, instead usually of around kind of adolescence. Yeah, okay. So as a baby, he was duplicating. Well, it was literally at birth, because uh, oh. when the doctor picked him up and patted him on the bottom, is another that... one popped out. <laughs> That's got to be alarming. It was, yes. <laughs> Um, so following this... So was that a thing they actually did back in the, back in those par- days? I, apparently, I don't know, man. Like, I know that, I, I know that that's definitely a myth these days. Yeah, That's yeah. not what, they, they don't, they don't hold the baby up by the feet and spank them. But... Yeah, I got no idea if that's a thing that ever actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened in this story. Sure. At least in this universe. Right, Okay. Yeah. I mean, it entered the pop cultural zetgeist somehow, so right. there, there's... at some point a doctor smacked a baby on the butt at some point. <laughs> it happened at least once. Yeah. And people are like, wow, that's a thing that must happen every time. <laughs> like, the, I don't know, the baby had a fucking mosquito or something on its ass. <laughs> the doctor just pulled it out like a fish, just holding it up. Like, take a picture. Wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, basically. now take a picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so following Jamie's birth, uh, his father left his job at a nuclear research facility because at the time all mutants were created through something involving radiation. It, there wasn't like, now we, it's when they do mutants, it's the extra, yeah. Right. And before it was like, oh no, it's, uh, the power of radiation and atomic sure. energy. Sure. I mean, that was all the craze back right, then. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so he left his job and they moved to a small farm in Kansas at the suggestion of Charles Xavier, who was like, holy shit, that baby just did what? That's hilarious. <laughs> Go, send him to a farm. Well, they sent him to a farm so that he would be isolated. Yeah, in okay, case, like, yeah, right, right. Because this is one of those powers that can rapidly go out of control. Right, because, like, it, since it's duplicating, and I mean... I. Making an assumption here that I think is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time he, any of the dupes are hit, it happens again and again and again and again. Um, pretty much as it is right now, he can duplicate as many times as necessary. Each of his dupes can only duplicate once. That's good, because otherwise there it might be... It would go crazy. A, yeah, yeah toss, toss that guy in <laughs> go mosh pit and we have an issue. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's happened. Because <laughs> that's kind of an obvious... Yeah, that would be... If I thought of it, it's obvious. Yeah, Absolutely. But yeah, so Xavier was like, no, take him and go live away from other people until he's at least old enough to control his shit. Uh, and also, I'm going to build this... We're going to help you build this suit that's going to, like, absorb impacts. So it doesn't hurt as much when you get punched. Not just that, but, like, it absorbs the impact enough that he doesn't feel it, so he won't, like, constantly do Oh, okay, okay. So it literally... And, like, hamper his powers. Yeah, keep yeah. it Help keep it under control. Right. Okay. Which worked pretty good for, for a while until he was fi- about 15 years old. In which case, uh, a freak tornado tore through the farm because they were in Kansas. Yeah, of course. And that's murdered where his, That's where tornadoes live. Yeah, yeah. And murdered his parents dead. Oh. So he was by himself. And 
um, in their infinite wisdom, his parents had not told him the purpose of his suit. So he didn't know of his power. No. Oh. <sighs> and he he had been raised completely away from other people. Oh my god. So he didn't know like where to go for stuff. Like he, he was just completely all isolated. he knew was was this farm. Oh, so that's... he kept the farm going. Like, I mean, on one hand, that no, that you're, like the. That is an obvious, like, wow, whoopsie, whoopso, you, you made a big mistake. On the right. other hand, as a father, I can understand exactly. not wanting your kid to know that they can become multiple exactly. of yeah, them. Yeah. No, it, it's, <laughs> I would, like, if they have to wear a special device, though, you might want to at least tell them that's an important thing. Yeah, oh, so he didn't even know it was important for him to wear it. He, he knew it was it was, it was important because the parents insisted on him wearing it. Oh, no. But he didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And also, like, 15 is too old. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to have issues with a teenager who knows that he can duplicate himself. But at the same time, you can't keep the kid in the dark forever. No, no, no. Like, you got you to gotta tell him Santa Claus isn't real. You exactly. got exactly. to tell him that he can become... Um, like, be tell a... him to take the suit off, smack him in the head, and watch what happens. It's like, this is why you keep your suit on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, he kept the farm running by himself for six years. And with still not knowing... Exactly. Oh. You know, that would have been useful if you could... <laughs> and, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's so... Oh, my God. He was kind of sad, isn't like, it? <laughs> if I were him, and when I did find out, I'd be so pissed. Right, <laughs> like, right. I did that alone, and I could have had... An so army much of help. knees <laughs> yeah. with those stupid cows in the corn. See, see that's, the, that's the solution to my conundrum where it's like, well, none of us want to do the bad thing. It's uh -huh. like, well, we can all do the bad thing well, yeah, and yeah, get exactly. it done faster. So that's the solution there. Yeah. And, oh, man, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, uh, his suit began to malfunction. As it does. Yeah, and considering uh, his parents hadn't modified it for six years because they were dead, I imagine he was getting quite snug by that point. <laughs> Oh, so it didn't it didn't grow with him. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was starting to wear out, and it released a massive power surge. Oh, no. Uh, releasing Jamie's restricted power, uh -oh. like all the different blows he had absorbed from like falling out of lofts and shit like that on the farm. Oh, no. It just stored all that? Yeah, it just kept storing it, and then it began absorbing ambient electrical energy. As well, because the circuitry was going. Okay, so why why did it do that? <laughs> yeah, because the sort the suit is completely borked at this point. Yeah, so it is okay. How do they clean it? Dry cleaning? Uh, maybe on the farm. <laughs> farm dry cleaners. Hose. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jamie, go stand out in the field and then hose him off. <laughs> yeah, See if another one like, pops God forbid out. he trip in the shower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he creates a bunch of himself and begins absorbing electricity around him. And then, for reasons unknown to anyone, including the writers, he begins drawn, like becoming drawn to New York City. He's like, I gotta go there. <laughs> From Kansas. Yeah. So he started walking. Him well, and all of his hymns started walking. Oh my god. So you, you mentioned that he can put himself back together. Yeah. But there's not like a, it's not a, a for sure thing. If he doesn't decide to, it just doesn't they, they happen. They have to touch each other. Like, oh. he, he, when he touches one of his dupes, it gets absorbed back in. Okay, but if he doesn't touch them, then they're just... They're, they're just, just dudes! <laughs> they're just dudes walking around. <laughs> mm, it's gonna cause some issues. Oh boy, doesn't it? <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, this 21-year-old and all of his hymns start walking to New York City. Mainly because that's it's a Fantastic Four comic and that's where they live. 
<laughs> you got to get him there somehow. Yeah. And when he does eventually get to New York and starts absorbing, like, all of the electricity that's in New York, which, quite a bit. There is a lot there, famously. He begins to clash with the with the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. And they, the you know, the thing goes over and is like, oh, you better stop what you're doing or I'm going to smack you. And he oh, don't do that thing. doesn't stop what he's doing because Jamie has no idea what's going on. He's a confused 21-year-old who's, like suit just exploded and he doesn't know why he's in new york city but boy he sure is he doesn't know why he's in the new york city with an army of him right right he doesn't know what a mutant is sure so he he's ha- he's having a day he probably doesn't know what this thing that is yelling at him yeah, is this big rocky person <laughs> and it, it, you know it, the thing is like okay it's a clobber in time so smacks jamie and then oh no there's more jamie's <laughs> And they managed to actually bring the thing down just by overwhelming him with sheer numbers. Yeah, I mean, that'll do it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big kerfuffle. And then uh, Professor Xavier's giant floating telepathic head shouts at everyone like he does in this time period. <laughs> and he's like, hey, that's a mutant. I know that that dude. I built him a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsie doo. Ooh, I should have. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I forgot. I did, I did build him that suit and then forgot about it. Um. Yeah. This one's probably on me, gang. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so he gets the Fantastic Four to stand down and takes Jamie and is like, Hey, Jamie, why don't you come over to Westchester with me and I'll teach you how to control your power so that you're not just constantly shooting yous all over the place. Because I've learned some things in the last 21 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I should have done this to start with, but yeah. hey, live and learn, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <Maybe laughs> and meanwhile, there's smoking wreckage from all of the cars <laughs> that he's drained of energy. and <laughs> No harm, no foul. And <laughs> <laughs> Grimm is like, well, I think there's kind of a big foul. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of harm around here. Yeah. <laughs> but no. No. no, you're fine. <laughs> It'll be okay. So, yeah, he takes Jamie back to Westchester and teaches him, you know, what mutants is. That's good. And how to control his powers and stuff like that. So And fixes his suit so that it's more of a voluntary thing. Oh, good. Good. Unless hey, he, like, hey, gets surprised. society, mental health, uh, and, and mental health is, um, uh, me- mental health is important. Yeah, Okay? Yeah. And mental care, like, that's, this is, this is a good example of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, he introduces Jamie to Moira, Moira McTaggart, uh, who is the lead at the Mutant Research Center on Muir Island. And Jamie goes to work with her um, as a lab assistant. Because having one guy who can become a lot of guys is very useful for lab work and, like, running a facility. I mean, it's useful for a yeah. lot of manual labor. But when you have, just... you have a kid who's, like kind of overwhelmed by everything because he's been isolated for 21 years that's not a bad place for him to be yeah nice little secluded uh-huh. and where there, there and are people there and he can do good work and control his powers more like yeah, no, it's, no, it's no, a good tracks. place for him to be that tracks so uh he took to the work really well and enjoyed it and got along with moira real well and like learned, learned some science learned while he was some at science it. yeah and like all the things that his dupes would learn he would learn so it increased the speed of her research because you can have, like, six people doing six different things, and they come together, and one person knows all six things. Yeah, no, that's really good. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Jamie also helped to defend the facility against a few threats, because this is X-Men. It's, it's comics. Yeah. Uh, including, and this is the important one, uh, Moira's mutant son, Proteus. Okay. Uh, who is a very powerful mutant who possesses bodies and burns them out from the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tricked Jamie into letting one of his dupes get a little too close to Proteus's containment unit, and Proteus was able to hop into one of the dupes, 
immediately explode it, but then go on a body hopping spree. Oh, no. Which uh, brought the X-Men into the whole situation so they could stop Proteus. Um, but this was the first time that one of Jamie's dupes had died. Yeah, that's... So, does he... Does he... Is there a way for him to have, like, gained... Is there a way for him to gain the memories and the experiences of one that has been terminated? It goes back on forth at this. At this okay. point, yes. Ooh, that's awful. Because when it dies, he feels immense and terrible psychic backlash. Yeah? As he feels that the dupe's death. Ooh. It's kind of spooky. Yeah, no, that's... That's some real bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the X-Men come in and defeat Proteus and actually kill Proteus. Like, that's one that ends in a death. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a serious thing. It's the first time Colossus killed. First time, but not last. No, no. He, he gets grim later. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, it, it's a big thing. And uh, they offer Jamie membership in the X-Men. And he's like, uh, no, this sucks. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like this. <laughs> yeah, I've just had a real bad time. Um, yeah, yeah. I have just experienced death multiple times. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so I'm just going to stay here on my cool island with this nice Scottish lady. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, that's a very healthy outcome for all of that. Yeah. Uh, I would have gone bonkers, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's just me. At the time, uh, Moira was in a relationship with the X-Men Banshee. Okay. And she, or he, um, moved to the island with her. Sure. Along with uh, his daughter, Siren, oh, who okay. he had recently reconnected with. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. Yeah, so they have a little family unit. and Although I'm, I'm uh, just, just putting puzzle pieces together based off of the title of this episode. Yeah. I don't think this is going to go well. No, it goes very badly. For <laughs> Siren is one of the most mistreated X-Men characters in comics, oh, and that's saying something. Okay. But, um, yeah, so Siren begins going into a relationship with one of Jamie's dupes. Not Not Jamie. knowing that it's Jamie's dupes, and Jamie doesn't think it's a good idea to tell her. Or he just doesn't think about it. Uh, Jamie, James, James. Yeah, yeah. James T. Multiple Man, come on. It's bad. Um, It's bad. Excuse me, James M. Multiple Man. Thank you. <laughs> James the M. M multiple. For, mm, duplicates. <laughs> not not multiple or men. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> or Madrox. Or Madrox. Just a, mm, duplicates multiple men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that that becomes a whole situation there. Yeah, that's. Mm. And part of it is just because Jamie doesn't know how to relationship very well. I mean. I can see that, but... He's a very stunted person yeah, in a lot but, of ways. Yeah, but ignorance is not an excuse exactly, in this exactly. case. Yeah. And... It's a reason it's not an excuse. No. But, uh, so he's working there for a few years, and later on he creates a dupe that doesn't want to be a research assistant and doesn't want to merge back with Jamie. Yeah, see, there we go. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Some, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the dupe is like, I am going to go... I am a me. I don't want to be a you. I I want to go do something else for me. (laughs) So uh, the Moore Island X-Men, as they are come to be known, uh, get called up by the New Mutants, who are like the Junior League Mm X-Men. Two of their number, um, Sunspot and Warlock, have gone missing. Okay. And they want help to find them. Sure. So everyone hops on a plane and goes to help them. Jamie's dupe drugs Jamie and knocks him out to take Jamie's place on the mission. Um, okay. I mean, 
Sure. So when they get to uh, New York, they find um, Sunspot and Warlock, who are hanging around with another with a group of young runaway mutants called the uh, Fallen Angels, is what they call their gang. Okay. And Madrox is like, hell yeah, this sounds awesome. And he joins them. Yeah, I want to be one of these guys. Yeah, even though he's like, I don't know, 10 years older than all of them. <laughs> um, I'm sure that I'm sure that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But Siren hangs around with him to keep an eye on him. Okay. And make sure that he doesn't get himself into too much trouble. All right, so does Siren... Well, so so this is... Because ap... Siren uh-huh. was in a relationship with one of the dupes. Not but this one. Not this one. Yeah. So at this point, she knows... I don't, I'm not certain. I think they broke it off at this point. So, okay. But it's more like, I, you know, this is technically part of my friend, even if he was kind of a jerk. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen well, to, yeah, to I, this person. I can so, see that. And also, like, I want to make sure that these other younger mutants aren't in danger. They're all about my age. I'm, I'm sure. feeling young and rebellious, rebellious myself, so. Sure, sure. So she hangs around with them for a while. They go on a lot of different adventures, go into space and stuff like that, as you do. As you do as a teenage mutant. Right, right. But not but a Ninja Turtle. But not Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, Ninja Turtles have gone to space. It's true. Like, Multiple so, times. Like, yeah. Once yes. In a, a few times in a giant cow head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. If you're a teenage mutant, you're going to space. Exactly, yeah. Um... And at the end of it, Sunspot and Warlock are like, okay, you know what? We've, we've had, we got our yayas out. It's time to go back to our friends. We really miss them. So they go back and join the mutants, and uh, Siren and the dupe stay with the angels for a while longer. Uh-huh. Madrox apparently wakes back up at Muir Island and is like, Jesus Christ, what the hell happened? I feel so sick. <laughs> and uh, I guess Moira and Banshee tell him what happened. <laughs> like, your dupe slipped you a Mickey and ran away. You're like, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Guess that's something I'll have to deal with. That's future me's problem. Yeah, He's probably a different guy. <laughs> that's exactly my... That's exactly what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> so, uh, years later, Madrox joined the government-sponsored mutant team X-Factor. Uh-huh. Muir Island had kind of, Like, the Muir Island X-Men had basically Resolved. disbanded at this point, and he was kind of looking for something to do, and they offered him a job. Okay. And he's like, yeah, you know, sure, that's why fine. not? It, I'm sure I won't get punched too much doing this. Ooh. Uh, while with this, while with this group, he discovered that the missing dupe, the one that had joined the Fallen Angels, yeah, uh, had joined with Mister Sinister, Sinister's group of mercenaries, the Nasty Boys. <laughs> okay. So there's just a rogue dupe in in the Nasty Boys. Okay. Uh, and in the, the conflict with X-Factor, the dupe managed to convince the rest of the team that he was the original and Jamie was the dupe. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little bit of that fun clone confusion. Exactly, yeah. But, the, I mean, this is resolved relatively quick, quickly when Jamie touches the dupe and reabsorbs him. <laughs> and just like, I mean, nope, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a pretty simple solution to the whole, right, whole issue. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Now there's just one of us, so... Yeah. Oh, guess probably... which one's real? It's me. I mean, they're all real, but guess right. which one's the original? It's me. It doesn't matter. We're yeah. all me now. Yeah. <laughs> there's just one of but me. But in a twist of something he's never actually done, had done before that, he, instead of re- like completely absorbing the dupe, just absorbs the physical part of the dupe and doesn't absorb his memories or feelings and stuff like that just lets them dissipate into the aether okay okay i <laughs> i started going some pretty body horror stuff uh, yeah, during yeah. that sentence no um i mean there's very little body horror with jamie like when he produces a dupe it just goes out of him yeah and yeah. when he reabsorbs when it's just 
it's back in him. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, real simple. Like a computer, like an old like Windows ninety eight effect. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. But okay. So cause I, but I also just had an image of like he absorbs him and it just leaves a cloud that's the shape of Jamie. <laughs> a Jamie shaped cloud. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, hey, I'm your memories. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> It maybe it looked like that. I don't know, but no, he just, he doesn't like because this dupe had done some pretty bad shit as part of Mister Sinister's crew, so he just decided to not accept those memories, which is apparently a thing he can do now is just filter out what he absorbs. So that was a conscious decision. Yeah, apparently. Okay. I uh, I think that would have been a very valuable, like, memory to have in your tool belt. But yeah, eh, whatever. I guess if you like, if you don't want to feel guilt by proxy, yeah, pretty much. I think that was more of it than anything. Is like Mister Sinister's a pretty rough customer. I don't want to. I don't want to imagine me working. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to know the the things that I did while in his employ. Yeah, I probably killed a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. eh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, So Jamie was on X Factor for a long time. That's the team that he's known for being on is X Factor. Sure. Um. And the team eventually came into conflict with the former New Mutants. Okay. Now calling so now them, the old mutants. Well, they're calling themselves X Force now. <laughs> oh, okay. Under the leadership of Cable and counting Siren among their number. Okay, there she is again. There she is again. Uh, during the conflict, Jamie revealed that while he remembered the relationship with her on Muir Island, since it was with a dupe. He did not feel any of the emotional attachment to her, just remembered the relationship. And she's like, wow, that's an even dickier thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's kind of messed up. Why did you tell me that? I didn't need to know that. <laughs> yeah! Why, why would you? Especially since they've clearly broken up at that point. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, that's water under the bridge. There's no reason to... God, Jamie, dude. Yeah. You douche. <laughs> yep. This is the start of Jamie's, like evolution into a complete asshole oh no it like, gets worse it gets so much worse you are going to be a gog at the end of the story oh gosh um so during a mission to the island nation of genosha which is the mutant apartheid method or uh metaphor okay it's like oppressive towards mutants they use them as slave labor and fun stuff like that sure um one of jamie's dupes contracted the deadly mutant killing legacy virus which was the mutant metaphor for aids mm-hmm so lots of fun stuff going on mm-hmm. in this story. Yeah, oh yeah, this is good. this is good and great. Uh, Jamie absorbed the dupe, and it was believed that he had also absorbed the virus. Okay. Um, there's a mutant named Haven who was helping mutants who had the legacy virus, and what the legacy virus does is, in addition to making you very very sick and eventually die, it overcharges the mutants' powers. Okay. It makes them go haywire. Sure. Which is kind of a bad thing for someone whose ability is Jamie's. Like, well, I mean, it, it's a pretty bad thing for a lot of me. Oh, exactly. But, but when your ability is like making other people, yeah, and you're that gonna, go- you're going to start running out of space real quick. Exactly, exactly. So he was kind of desperate to find a cure, sure. and he started talking with the, this Haven lady. Um, and the way her thing worked is she would either cure you of the legacy virus, or she would kill you dead. That's how it worked. Sure. Which, if you're going to die and burn out and cause a lot of problems anyway... No, it's, it's lesser not of a, two evils, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It, it's one of those, like, you either save me or you put out, put me out of my misery. Exactly, exactly. And it's he seemingly died. So, oh, so he, she couldn't save him. No, no. However, it seemingly, was... Seemingly, of course. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Jamie is a very useful character for when you want to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Yeah. Because they can say, like, 
this story is in or like clone, super important. The clone effect. Yeah, it's super effect. important because like a character is going to die in this one, and Jamie's just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I know who that is." <laughs> and then he dies, and then later it turns out, "Oop, nope, that was a dupe." It was just a dupe. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, the clone effect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what what happened is Jamie had managed to shunt off all of the legacy virus into a dupe. Um, as Haven began to activate her ability and try to cure it. So the dupe that had all the legacy virus died and Jamie was not. However, in the process of this, because it was kind of a reflexive action as he was being fried, um, he became amnesiatic. Oh. Completely lost his memory and began wandering the earth like Kung Fu. So back to, back to square one. Kind of. Yeah. However, like he's a known factor now. Like he's not just some little weirdo on a farm. But I have, I just, I do have one important question. Right. Did he did, did he beeline to New York? Not this time, no. <laughs> because, <laughs> otherwise I'm assuming he would have. But um, he was contacted by a, uh agent from the U.S. government mm-hmm. who were like, oh, we could use this. This is useful. <laughs> yeah. So they took him and they trained him to be the perfect secret agent. Okay. So they would have a one-man, like, secret agent crew. Yeah. And would have a bunch of little... Madroxies who could go out and do spy stuff and then come back and learn a bunch of secrets as they touched. Yeah. Even though they didn't, like, he wouldn't know who he was. Like, this was just who he was now. Right. Okay. Um, X-Factor was called upon to apprehend a mysterious man who was doing mysterious things. <laughs> and it turned out it was Jamie. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie was that mysterious man. It was, man. yeah. And this was a case of the right hand not talking to the left because X-Factor is the government I, mutant agency. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oops. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. So Jamie get, got his memories back after seeing his friends and fun stuff like that. He rejoined X-Factor until the team's disbandment after the death of the team leader, Havoc. <clears throat> Excuse me. At this point, restless and with no direction in his life, Jamie was like, I'm going to do something kind of smart based off of what the U.S. government taught me. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to make a bunch of me's, uh-huh. and I'm going to send them out to become masters in various fields. Okay. Like, one is going to become a super scientist. One uh-huh. is going to become a lawyer. One is going to uh, go study with Shaolin monks and learn to, like, become one with the universe. One is going to become a martial arts master. One is going to become a sharpshooter. Stuff like that. Learn sure, every sure. skill under the sun. Okay, no, and that, then that's pretty... after a few years, we're all going to come back together, and I will know everything. That's, um, I mean, knowledge, okay, that that is a, in theory, a very, very good idea. Yeah. It brings up some, like, muscle memory and just straight up body, like, type questions about him. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, still, still, mm-hmm. at, at least, as far as the knowledge front goes, right, that's, yeah. a, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, so he brought all of his selves back together and realized the one he enjoyed doing the most was the one who became a private investigator. Okay, sure. So he bliss. Yeah, so he started a private investigation firm, sure. calling themselves X Factor Investigations, uh, after his old team. That's a little on the nose, but yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, he hired his friends from X Factor, a uh, strong guy in Wolfsbane. Okay. As well as... Um, Monet and Richter from other teams. Mm-hmm. His old flame, Siren, who's uh, looking for something to do at the time. Okay, Siren, I don't think you should be here. She makes bad choices. Yeah. 
And then they eventually adopted, like, the mysterious waif Layla Miller, who is a whole thing. I'm not okay. even going to get into her, really. Okay. Like, she's 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 almost more confusing than Cable. And that's saying something. Okay. Yeah. Um, X-Factor Investigations operated as a mutant-focused PI firm. They would handle, like, mutant crimes. Okay. Um, that's important. Especially since, at this point, most of the mutants were relocated to a single bureau in New York. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this was after um, the decimation where... Um, Scarlet Witch said, no more mutants, and all the mutants stopped being. Oh. So there's, like, 200 mutants left on the planet. Sure. So And they're all in this one little area, basically. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So whenever there's a mutant crime, you know who to call it. it you call X-Factor Investigations. Sure. I mean, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm on board, sure. It, this is a, actually a pretty good series. It's full of, like, weird noir stuff and really soap opera stuff with all the different characters. Because <laughs> you have, like, a small cast. Right. And, yeah. Um, so, at one point during this period of his life, Madrox gets extremely drunk. <laughs> okay. Like, he's really leaning into the, I am a private investigator, this is what I do thing. <laughs> Like, he, he's gone full, like, noir protagonist. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so he gets drunk, accidentally makes a dupe of himself, at least one dupe. Uh, okay. And sleeps with both Siren and Monet on the team. Mm-hmm. And then gets confused whether two dupes slept with them, or if it was him in a dupe. Because at this point, he start he has duped himself and absorbed so much knowledge... That he is confused about what are his memories and what are the memories of the dupes. Yeah. I. Okay. I mean, I, I can see that. Like, that that would be a lot of very tricky mental cataloging yeah. to do. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> I mean, I guess I guess the, the issue comes down to they share memories, not emotions. Right. It, it's and, I, and when you no and when you add alcohol into that mix yeah Yowza. it's a gross situation and it was like it was a bad thing for him to do mm-hmm. yeah especially when siren becomes pregnant oh no so madrox is like okay you know what this is on me like we're together now we are we're a pair and siren's like all right if you're like if you're on board i'm on board let's fucking do this shit well okay so That's he's good. trying to take responsibility good on you point yeah so but then the problem is when Siren has the baby. Oh, no. And Madrox is like, oh, my God, look at this little baby. It's the light of my life. He picks the baby up and absorbs the baby because it's a dupe. <gasps> I fucking told you. <laughs> oh, my. No. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. As like a twist in a comic, like holy shit. Yeah. At the same time, as a story a person is writing, holy shit. Yeah. Peter David, what the fuck? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. And this completely traumatizes Siren, as I imagine you can... I would... Yeah. Yeah. And she... Leaves the team and is basically just completely oh gone for a while. Oh, my God. Like, she's in a better place now oh in good. current comics. Oh, good. Um, but it took her 
almost 15 years. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. I hate that. Yeah. Like, I think on Madrox's wiki page, there's a picture of him holding the baby and absorbing it. <laughs> oh. No. Like, if I remember correctly, it's that's on there. Let me... I, I gotta look, because I'm freaking morbid. On the Marvel Marvel Wiki? On the Marvel Wiki, yeah. If you Let's go to see here. The... Oh, there's there's his investigation crew. Oh yeah, look at that. Yep. Uh X Factor Investigations with Layla on the team. Mm-hmm. Reverend John Maddox. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> even got into him yet, but he's... Oh, that's something coming still. No, no, but that, or... that's a side story. Okay. We can talk about it if you like. Uh, whatever. It, uh Oh. Is it Jamie's worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, that's him holding the baby and Oh no, that <laughs> Yeah. It's not great, is it? That's pretty bad. Okay. But uh the Reverend James uh, Maddox is one of the dupes that Jamie sent out into the world to learn everything and yeah. he became a reverend. Yeah, I, I figured that. And started a family. He married oh. someone and adopted a couple kids because he's a dupe, can't have babies. Okay. We learned he, that. He he figured that out before He was worried about it. And uh, was like, I'm not even going to try. Oh, okay. Well, I was, my, then I was like, well, then Jamie would have, oh, no, drug, um, alcohol. That's right. Not just that, but and, um, when Jamie came across Maddox, because he's like, wait a second, I'm missing one. Oh. He'd actually be missing several at this point. Oh. But th this is one that he was like, wait a second, I'm one, two, three, wait, what? <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> add up. So he went out and was like, okay, where's this missing dupe? And found the reverend. It was like, okay, you know what? I don't really know how to need to know how to be a reverend that bad you can you have you can, a life here you can keep doing I, you like i should absorb you because this is probably going to come back and bite me in the ass but you just live your life and i won't even have any contact with no you. that's that's probably the proper way of doing like yeah it might cause issues but yeah. if you absorb him now like like the issues have been caused already right, yeah the, the cat is out of the bag so to speak yeah yeah like, so yeah he you just could let, destroy you could destroy a family yeah he just or, left john, uh, reverend john to go do his own thing okay and, so that that's what that one. Is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, good, but good on Reverend. Good yeah, on yeah. good. Re He's the one who turned out good. <laughs> <laughs> so many of them did not. Yeah. But um, so after the whole baby incident, uh -huh. which is kind of where our story today comes to a close, but um, later on, Madrox would travel through time multiple times, marry an adult Layla Miller, because she's she's a kid when they find her. Uh -huh. And but it turns out no, she's a time traveler because the entire time they're talking with her, like she she knows things that haven't happened yet. Uh huh. She travels through time and is like, hey, uh, Jamie, we're gonna get married someday. And Jamie's just like, okay, whatever, kid, go away, you bother me. <laughs> <laughs> and then they end up traveling through time, and adult hot Layla Miller comes back and is like, oh, that's right, we were going to get married, and they do. <laughs> I guess you were right. <laughs> yeah, and they they have an actual baby. Uh oh, not not dupe baby, actual baby. That's good. So the ba the baby is growing up and is fine. And then Jamie would also die a few more times as a result of various crossover events, but it's almost always revealed to be a dupe. And he let he's had a time. Jesus. Yeah. So let's get a thorough accounting of uh, Jamie's powers here. He's really only got the one, but it's a pretty significant power. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to it. it. It's officially called kinetic duplication. Okay. Uh, whenever he takes physical damage, he creates an exact duplicate of himself. Each of his dupes can create a single dupe, but there is no upper limit to how many dupes he can create himself. Jeepers. 
Whenever Madrox touches one of his dupes, he reabsorbs it into his body, gaining the knowledges and experiences the dupe created, but none of the feelings. Uh, originally, Madrox described it as similar to watching the events on a TV, like in fast forward, like uh-huh. you see what was going on, but not actually experiencing it. But now, since his powers have kind of short-circuited a bit, uh, it's really hard for him to tell the difference between his memories and those of the dupe, which is why the whole situation with the baby happened. Right. Uh, due to the many dupes he set out, sent out into the world before forming X-Factor Investigations, Madrox is an accomplished hand-to-hand fighter and marksman. Uh, his dupes also trained as a lawyer, an EMT, an actor, a park ranger, a Shaolin monk, a linguist, and a bartender. Jesus. Okay. So he's got a lot of different skills and is an accomplished but not expert fighter. Okay. Um... This is going to be a challenging stat block. Yep, yeah, I, I, I kind of picked this because I wanted to see what how you would like do this. Alrighty, well I guess I'll do that. Um, I'm going to go silent for a little while probably okay. until I come up with something. So when he takes damage, uh-huh. is it only like kinetic? Like okay, like, like if you stab him, does he dupe? Not normally. So it's only like blunt force? Yeah. Okay. Um, like that's the, the typical kind, like getting punched or smacked around. Good to know. Okay. I put together something Okay. here. Um, it's pretty simple, but it's effective. Um, so I, I named I named our guy the Dude Plicket. Sure. Uh, he's a medium humanoid and neutral good. Okay. Uh, he's a hero, but he's also in it for himself. All right. Uh, I kept his... Uh, he's a challenge rating four, but I kept his AC pretty low at 12. Okay. But I gave him a little bit more hit points to compensate. Because imagine he wants to be hit. Yes, yes. Um, His hit points are about 142, which is 26d8 plus 26. Okay. Because his attributes, um, I only gave him a 13 in strength and dexterity and a 12 in constitution. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just because, like, you said that, like, he's an, oh, he's an expert fighter and all that stuff. but. He doesn't necessarily have the body to back it up. Exactly. That's yeah. kind of my thought yeah, process. No. But I did give him an 18 in intelligence and an 18 in wisdom. Because mm-hmm. that's, that, that is something you can accumulate. Um, and I gave him a 13 in charisma. Siren liked him. Okay. So uh, his saving throws, he's got intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. 6, 6, and 3, respectively. Okay. Um, for his skills... I actually gave him a lot of different mental skills. because right. that makes sense. Yeah, so I just kind of went through the list. Animal handling, investigation, mm-hmm. medicine, performance, and persuasion. Okay. I figured that felt okay. Uh, he's got a damage resistances to bludgeoning and force. Okay. Because of his suit. Right. Um, passive perception of 14, speaks common, and there you go. Uh, just to save the best for last, his actions, uh, I just gave him a standard... Multi-attack, he can make two melee attacks or two ranged attacks. Okay. And I gave him a longsword and a hand crossbow. Okay. Um, Works for me. But his his traits, of course, are where it comes. Um, and I based this a little bit on uh, on the Ooze's split abilities from some of the older editions okay. of D&D. Uh, as far as I could tell, there aren't really... In, this mechanic isn't in a 5th edition thing anymore, but I figured why not recycle okay. it. So... When the dude when the dude duplicate takes damage from an attack that deals bludgeoning or force damage, the dude duplicate immediately splits into two identical copies of itself, each one with half its hit points rounded down, half of the original's hit points. Which I know wasn't really a feature of mm-hmm. of the character, but mechanically, it's the only way this is going to work. <laughs> um, 
A duplicate with one hit point cannot split further, and if it fail falls to zero, it dies. Uh, duplicates act on the same initiative as the original. So pretty simple, but that's just how it's going to have to work. And I also had to kind of ignore the fact that his duplicates in, in the source material can only dupe once. Right. Uh, it's just... It, that'd get mechanically bogged down. Well, yeah, because my, my original idea was I was going to do du duplicate prime and then duplicate right. two. And then and do, it, it was just going to... Like, that's a nightmare for the DM to run. Yeah, yeah. So, no, this is just easier. Okay. And then I gave him... Uh, his only other trait is all is one. When a duplicate touches another duplicate that it created, the two merge back into one, retaining the memories of both. The new singular duplicate has hit points equal to both of the merged ones plus 10. Mm. So I uh, took a liberty there to give him a, a little bit more incentive to merge Merged. back into mm -hmm. one in combat. Um, and if either of the duplicates had earned or increased in any... Uh, if had uh, yeah, if any of the duplicates had earned an increase in any attribute or skill, the new merged one gains that skill as well, or gains okay. that addition as well. So you can play the long game, or you can just have these guys right. in a combat. Okay, here's a question. Sure. Um, so they, when they split, they act on the same initiative. Yes. Do they act that same round? Um, I don't think so, because that would be... Well... Yes, no, 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 I guess, okay. it, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, he's not splitting on his turn. Right. So, yeah, no, I would say that if you if somebody punches him before uh -huh. his turn and he pops into two of them, then, yes, they're absolutely both going to get a turn. Okay, so can, can they merge the on the same turn that it's been created? Probably not, because otherwise that's going to cause issues. That's going to, that, that just gives him a really esoteric way of healing himself. Right. <laughs> um, let me Let me go ahead and put that caveat in there. I mean, it, it, that would make for a tricky encounter, but I don't know if that's necessarily the what you want to do with right, this dude. Right, right. <laughs> but then that does mean there, that there's more bookkeeping for the DM because they got to keep in mind which one spawned which round. Right. Um, you know what? That's a good point. I'm wondering if I should just leave it as is because, yeah. I mean, if that's the way the DM wants to do it, then yeah, screw yeah. it. That's the way the DM does it. Okay. Um, I... I mean, I, that's fine. That's not a bad thing. It's just kind of a thing. It is, yeah. And I think 10 hit points is not... It's not terrible. No, no. Especially when... I, I mean, when you hit this guy, he's going to be decreasing in hit points pretty fast. Because he's only resistant to bludgeoning and force. He's not right, immune. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no. I'm comfortable with it. Okay. I'm comfortable with it. So. Can he hit himself to create a duplicate? Yes. Okay. I would say so. I mean, if he does that, he's wasting his turn because the duplicate is not not gonna have a, an action on that turn because it's he's not? taking no. Because if you punch yourself, that's your action. Right. Your turn is done. So the other one that would act on the same initiative wouldn't get a turn. Okay. Why wouldn't it? Because it acts on the same initiative. Yeah. So his action done. Okay. <laughs> its turn has passed okay. by the time it's created. I would say. Okay. I think that's an up to the DM discretion. Right. But that's how I would rule it. Okay. Yeah, that's Also, fine. that, that I mean, it, I don't think I need to dictate that kind of thing in the rules or in the stat block. That would get a little too crunchy and wordy. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, but I appreciate you challenging me and making sure that this is... No, that was one right. I honestly didn't know how that would work. Like, neither, like <laughs> I said... shares the initiative. It's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, either that it, or you would have to roll for each yeah. one. And that it would makes get more also. sense for bookkeeping purposes. I'm just not sure how that would work mechanically. 
Because like if if a creature enters combat as the same initiative as another creature, like if if you have a creature who summons other creatures and they enter on the same initiative, would those creatures get to go? Right, right. Um, no, I don't. The way I have always run it is okay. if they act on the same turn, then no. Okay. But if they roll for their own initiative, then, then possibly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because. That's the only other way I can rec- like yeah. kind of rectify that, but that would be again a nightmare of bookkeeping exactly, if you exactly. had to roll for each duplicate. So, because yeah. um, I again I th- in fifth edition they don't really have the ooze that splits anymore, as far as right. I could find. But in older editions they did. Yeah, and, and I think they there, didn't... there is one that's in one of the pre-made dungeons. Of some kind. It's a possibility because I um, remember like reading. I remember reading that at some point. I mean, it's a it's a thing. It's yeah. a known thing of oozes in in the D and D settings. Um, and from when I was looking at the other rules, they don't specify when those init- like when they act. I added in that they added they act on the same initiative okay. because D and D fifth edition tends to dictate when things right, happen, like yeah. when uh, initiatives happen and stuff. Yeah. So I just figured I'd do that. I mean, okay, I guess yeah. I could always take that I caveat mean, out and let the DM figure it out on his own. But I mean, it, it's fine. I just like. Legit don't know how that would work. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's just a DM discretion okay. thing. And, I mean, if, if the DM is worth is worth, worth their salt, then they're going to be doing a game that's interesting and mm-hmm. not taking advantage of their players. Okay. And if they are taking advantage of the players, they probably don't have a huge player base. Yeah. So. Okay, here's another thing, though. Yep. When the duplicate is created, mm-hmm. does it need to be created in an empty spot? Oh, that is a good point. Yeah, because D and D fifth edition does, does care about does care about position. spacings. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and add that in there. Immediately splits. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. When they they immediately because, yeah, split, you, it, creating a second version of itself in an empty adjacent space. Yeah. Because five E does care about that. Yes, it does. Because so. it wants to be a miniatures game, but not be a miniatures game, uh-huh. and have its cake and eat it too. Yep. So. Good call. All right. So. I caught something. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Alrighty, um, so that it? I guess I think so. Yeah, cool. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a weird little dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a reverse ooze. Like, yeah, yeah. It's an ooze in the face shape of a man who Ew. instead of slashing, it's punching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, cool. So thank you for that, Chris. Thank you for uh-huh. putting these together. Um, and thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed this, uh, please share it with a, a friend. Uh, if you hated it, share it with an enemy. But those are the best ways you can help us out. Uh, if you'd like to support us, though, um, I guess if you're also if you're listening to this on uh, August first, then thank you so much for your support. If you're listening to this on September first, then please do consider supporting us uh, financially. What the fuck is the... even time? It... Like. <laughs> <laughs> An enigma wrapped in a riddle and like, and presented it, with misery. It can't be almost September. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it isn't, but it is. Well, it, it, it's a month and a half away from when we're recording this. That's not very long. I know, right? It's yeah. We honestly start. We're gonna have to start thinking about our anniversary episode oh, here before too me. long. But um, we've got we've got a few other hurdles to yeah. get through before then. But um, but yes, do please consider supporting us on our Patreon. Five dollars a month gets you the Swamp Heap level. Not only do you get these episodes a month early, but you have a huge amount of backlog content, mm-hmm. um, more stat blocks, and a bunch of player options and magic items, all kinds of stuff. All sorts of weird shit. Yep. Um, 
And with that, I, I guess I'm just going to cut it short on that one. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in another month.